Get your ass up. This the Queen Quimo podcast. Get your ass up. This the Queen Quimo podcast. Get your ass up. This the Queen Quimo podcast. Look, 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 look. This the Queen Quimo podcast. Better get in tune when she broadcasts small feet. Better pay attention when she broadcasts all facts. Might learn something with your dog ass. Get yourself checked on a Sunday. Just might get you right on a Monday. Aim high. Why you can make it big someday? Cause when I say aim, I ain't talking about the gunplay. Even though we straight from the hood with it. Any topic we could talk was good with it. Yeah. Near what's we putting on. You an artist in your song. Think your track hot, we gon' see when she put it on. They either gon' vibe or they gon' leave when she put it on. Uh, that's G, get to know about Queen. Uh, no subject, look, she just might open up. Not play this and freestyle when she open up. No play thing on the low, she be going up. Got the city going up. This the type of show you listen to when you're rolling up or chilling at the crib with your fam and y'all pulling up. Get some knowledge and a laugh on this podcast. Queen representing for the people on this podcast. Uh, get some Knowledge and a laugh on this podcast. Queen representing for the people on this podcast. It's the Queen Quimo podcast. Get your ass up. It's the Queen Quimo podcast. Get your ass up. It's the Queen Quimo podcast. Get your ass up. Hello, everybody. Today is Thursday, September the 6th, 2018. And you're listening to the Queen Quaymo podcast. Yeah, I'm on my smooth shit today. <laughs> I feel real relaxed. I've been drinking tea, taking vitamins, you know, trying to be better. You feel me? Better than what I was yesterday. I'll praise to the most high for that. A couple of things I want to announce before getting started into this conversation. Shout out to all of my Queen Quaymo podcast supporters. I want to thank each and every last one of y'all for listening and doing downloads and purchasing a wake up rise t-shirts you know i fucks with y'all thank you so everyone who has purchased a t-shirt be ready september 15th i will be making an announcement to um do the giveaways so if you purchase a t-shirt from wake up rise the queen Quimo podcast t-shirts you were entered automatically into the raffle and i'll announce the names right now let's see we got Shanetta Macy, Robert Brown, Cheyenne Mitchell, Denisha Green, Christina Sagalato, Nita Carson, Imana Moore, and Adrian Cole. So, so far, those people have been entered into the raffle. And I'll make the announcement September 15th of who won this contest to get their gift from Queen Quaymo. So, shout out to y'all. So I know y'all been watching the news. It's a lot of chaos and a lot of fuckery going on with Colin Kaepernick and the Nike deal. And uh, all of the Caucasians have been outraged. You know, they out there burning their Nikes because they don't have no crosses and they don't have no uh, churches to burn. So they burn their Nikes. You know, they're really upset about this all because Nike decided to put Colin Kaepernick on the ad of their 30th anniversary. So... Before getting into this discussion, I'm actually play a news clipping that'll give you a little more detail about this. 
Baltimore San Francisco's 49ers quarterback is one of the athletes featured by the company as it marks the 30th anniversary of its Just Do It ad campaign. He tweeted an image from his ad with the tagline, Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Kaepernick knelt during the national anthem during the 2016 season to protest racial injustice. As part of the New Deal, Nike will produce Kaepernick apparel, including a shoe and a T-shirt. Nike will also donate money to Kaepernick's Know Your Rights campaign. Last week, his lawsuit accusing the NFL of colluding to keep him off the field was allowed to proceed. The, uh, the NFL season starting, I was just looking at the Washington Post, the anthem policy is in flux as the NFL kicks off. The controversy is dragging on with little compromise between owners and players. So, you know, we're, we're right in the middle of this, uh, which is very polarizing, obviously, in the country. And uh, I don't know how it's going to finally play out. But Nike deciding to insert themselves right into full force right into the the controversy which is their uh their right to, i think it's a smart business move believe it or not because i think millennials uh, are, are 80 percent 90 percent behind uh probably the the uh, the anthem protests and millennials we're, we're watching all the uh the old brands try to to procter and gamble or campbell soup trying to live in this new world you can't you can't when you're competing against all this private label stuff that millennials millennials are calling the shots right now and i, I think that people are saying nike oh they're 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 not afraid they're they're standing up socially for what's right i think it's a smart probably end up working out for them even though the stock is called down initially today but Probably yeah, significantly a smart business. What, 1.6% down, right? Now, so half a percent no, no. at this yeah, point. Yeah, see what I mean? It's not, yeah. But, um, and I tell you, if, if you go out and burn your Nikes, which you're saying just burn it as a hashtag and just don't as a hashtag, if you're burning your Nikes, you're protesting, and people are going to say, all you're going to say that the NFL players are protesting. Here you are exerting your, or well, using your right to protest. When you don't want them the to other protest, side so you're going to hear that it's a double standard. The other side is that the cohort who are wearing Nikes might wear in support of that message. So in that respect, yeah. an NFL player can go out on the field, sport Nike, right. and protest without kneeling. Right. Yes, you guys, that news clipping came from CBNC, or how do you say it, CNBC News. And I agree with the gentleman. I mean, I definitely I agree with him to a certain extent. Number one. Nike decided to be in support and throwing Colin Kaepernick on the ad definitely was a good marketing move. I definitely think they calculated that before deciding to do it like any business does when they're finna launch something to make some type of investment because they have a company that still has to live and thrive. However, um, this motherfucker gonna sit up here and try to say the millennials are calling the shots. Absolutely. But here it is again. Let's not get sidetracked and distracted from the point that the biggest spenders in the gym shoe and sneaker community has been African-American culture. We are the face of the uh, sneaker industry. You feel me? We Whatever we wear in uh, the urban communities and in the hoods, that's what the majority of the world gravitate towards. So a lot of these Caucasians and other people of nationalities that have been worn uh, Jordans and Nikes and stuff have been influenced due to hip hop culture and the NBA culture. And if you don't believe me, there's many articles that support that claim. As a matter of fact, I'm probably going to include a clip with that as well. So when he said that millennials are calling the shots, what about African Americans? Still, still in all, 
people will take a protest that is about African-Americans and still make it about themselves and try to put another another group uh, as the face. So how can millennials make a difference but African-Americans cannot? Because the whole point of the protest was because Colin Kaepernick was standing up for the injustices of uh, black people who were being shot in the hands of the police. So, again, pay attention, y'all, because words do matter. Pay attention to what they're saying on the news. Pay attention to different moves that are being made. Now, I'm not against Nike. I mean, I'm still going to wear my Nikes. You feel me? I'm not saying fuck Nike. I mean, shout out to Nike for taking the stance with my boy Colin Carpenter. But I definitely feel like for them, it was a good opportunity for them to increase revenue and to continue to get the support from the people who buy the most shoes from them from Jump Street. How many niggas right now love Nike? <laughs> you feel me? Look at Michael Jordan. Look how much money Michael Jordan has made. The face of Michael Jordan is fucking black. So <laughs> let's not act like they just did it because they love us and they stand up for us and they really are behind us and they love Colin Kaepernick. Absolutely not. I mean, they probably do have some ethics and they probably do uh, did make some of that decision based consciously on how they feel, maybe. But let's keep it real. Everything is about a dollar. So don't think that they didn't think about uh, the, the financial gains and losses when they made this move, when they decided to do this. They thought exactly about that. They 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 really they definitely thought exactly how people would respond. They knew that some white people would be upset, but they also knew a lot of black people would go out and be buying Nikes and Jordans like to the max because that's what we do. So, yeah, I mean, shout out to them for supporting Colin Kaepernick because he does need as much support as possible. And to all of you people out here that are hooraying for this and all of that, but you still watching football. You still watching football and you still won't stand behind this man. Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on you. Because this is contradictory. You feel me? Like, where is where is the, the backbone of our people? You feel me? Where's the backbone of our people? Like where we support what's necessary. You feel me? Like we need to do what's necessary. Absolutely, we need to do what's necessary. It ain't even just about. You know, people uh, not supporting the boycott. You don't have to necessarily support the boycott. You don't have to. But you do need to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. And I just feel like our people, we don't stand up enough. Like, enough. We are getting better and we are rising. So shout out to my people who are starting to see uh, the dangers out here and starting to see what shit really is. And I, and I definitely appreciate so many people who are like Colin Kaepernick who take a stance and don't get any type of support and recognition at all. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. You feel me? But yes, let's not get distracted from the point that Nike, yes, they did take a stance and they are um, behind Colin Kaepernick as far as the ad goes, you know, but they have had a deal with him all along. You know, they've always had a deal with um, Colin Kaepernick until the year 2028. So, yeah. But but again, you know, if Nike really was caring and they really cared about uh, the different things that's going on in uh, African-American communities, then they would have been trying to do something when a lot of people were dying over their shoes, getting killed over Jordans, you know, <laughs> in the communities. A lot of people was just living and dying. And then they would make shoes that were more affordable at the time. You feel me? But don't get me to talking about the specifics. I'm not. I'm not up here trying to be negative about the situation about Nike. I'm just being realistic. 
yes, I'm still going to wear my Nikes. But that don't mean I'm going to go above and beyond and just buy everything Nike. No, the fuck I ain't. I would rather take my money and go buy me a Wake Up Rise t-shirt from my kinfolk. You feel me? Or <laughs> go buy uh, some black-owned products that I see people doing without uh, around in the community. Shout out to Glow Products out there in Elkhart, Indiana. Shout out to Aisha Creations in Elkhart, Indiana. Shout out to my people that got uh shirts and they got companies out here i, I want to wear more black owned products and increase the revenue so we can have a corporation as big as nike one day so like me personally my money go towards my folks as much as i possibly can of course we still buy other things too because the way society is we have to survive out here we get what's on sale we get what we can afford we get what's nearby we get what's you know convenient we we do what's convenient you feel me because like of our circumstances but I just think that um, the support of our people is definitely necessary. You feel me? Like, we need to support each other more, not just with um, when Nike uh, does an ad. Like, we hurry it up. Like, we rocking with Nike right away. But these same people that's rocking with Nike won't even rock with Colin Kaepernick and stop watching fucking football. That's all I'm saying. You feel me? We need to see where our values are and what the fuck we really be standing on. Like, if you don't stand on nothing, you'll fall for anything. You have to have something that you stand on, something that you believe in. But yes, I definitely want to include another clip, though. Let's talk about the history of sneaker culture and hip-hop. Since Marquise Converse founded his classic company, kicks have transitioned from the playground all the way to the runway. As recently as 50 years ago, consumers had far fewer choices. You could get your cons, first dubbed all-stars, in high or low top, and only made of canvas. The German company Adidas, founded originally by the Dossler brothers, introduced leather and suede sneakers into the marketplace in the early 1970s. When pro players in the Harlem Rucker tournament started wearing them, an entire new world opened up. The early 80s saw the emergence of brands like Reebok and Puma, but the true watershed moments came in the mid-1980s. In 1984, the first Air Jordan dropped. On September 15th, Nike created a revolutionary new basketball shoe. On October 18th, the NBA threw them out of the game. Okay, so what's wrong with the coloring? This, uh, what, what, what rule do we violate here? Well, then having white in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, neither does the NBA. <laughs> Two years later, Run DMC released their hit song, My Adidas, and encouraged 16,000 fans to hold up their Adidas at Madison Square Garden. The boom of signature kicks in this era provided the necessary elements to further the community where the goal was to wear the freshest, Artists find limited edition models that have grown to almost mythic proportions. What began as a subculture is now omnipresent. I think you can definitely trace it connected to the, the growth of hip hop. Where white kids in the suburbs, they didn't want to look preppy anymore. They wanted to have a little more flavor because they love the music, so they want to dress like that, so they just bought the same sneakers. And I think that's absolutely the turning point. You know, you talk about the beginning stages of like the Adidas shell toe, Air Force One high. I think sport had a lot to do with that because sports along the way 
stopped being just about athletics. It became pop culture. So we looked at pop culture and made it mean something more to us than just average things like, is it good leather? So Run DMC, my Adidas, with the way they wore Adidas, they had the first endorsement deal for a non-athlete with a million dollar contract with Adidas. Hip hop started going mainstream. Then what rappers wore started going mainstream. It's street culture. Yes, you guys, that was a clip. And the title was How Sneaker Culture Went From Subculture to Mainstream. You could watch the entire video on YouTube. It was produced by GQ, Style GQ. So, yes. Like I said, man, black peoples, we our influence is heavy because we cool than the motherfucker. So, like, of course, we make everybody a whole lot of money, especially the gym shoe industry, especially the sports industry, especially every damn industry. We are always the we are the new school slaves running them bitches. We just get a little bit of money in the process, but we never get no type of um we never get uh, a cut as in, as into being like our own corporation and monetizing for our own. So like, like I said, shout out to Nike, but they ain't did nothing that ain't been done before. The same thing happened to Michael Jordan. You know, the same thing happened to the athletes before Colin Kaepernick, just not, just not at this grand scale. You see what I'm saying? Like history definitely is repeating ourselves and repeating itself. And that's why we need to be doing our history and we need to pay attention to what is happening before us. Okay. And also if you are in support of Colin Kaepernick and you are in support of Nike, make sure you pay attention to what the ad says. And apply that shit to your life. His ad says, Colin Kaepernick ad says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Okay? That's what the man did. And that's what we should do. That's what we should do. And that's why I keep telling y'all, stand for something or fall for anything. You have to have some grounds that you stand on. You have to make sure that you have stuff that you believe in, that you will sacrifice it all for. Because sacrifice does pay off. Sacrifice benefits you. Sometimes you have to sacrifice in order to get to the next level. Sometimes you have to sacrifice in order to change history. That's what a lot of the people before us have done. And that's what Cal Kaepernick is doing right now. He's changing the way history, um, the, the way we're being represented in history, because he's doing what some of our ancestors, one of some of our ancestors and leaders before him have done. We need more people doing that because if we have one doing it, then we could get two to do it, then we get three to do it, then we four, and then guess what? We have some type of control and power. Like y'all seen that movie Ants? Matter of fact, let me play that clip from Ants so y'all can see what I'm saying right now. Yeah, but we can forget about him. Yeah, it was just one ant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's just one ant. Yeah, boys, they're puny. Mm. Puny? Say, let's pretend this brain is a puny little ant. Did that hurt? <laughs> nope. Well, how about this one? Are you kidding? <laughs> how about this? You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. 
Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? That's all I'm saying, man. Look, I'm on my Terry Tower. That's all I'm saying, man. If we don't stand up, if, if one person stand up, then two people stand up, then three people stand up, we outnumber motherfuckers. Ain't nobody saying that we trying to press the issue and be no bullies. No, we ain't going to be no bullies. But we can change the way people treat us, and we can change the way we live in if we change our mentalities and change ourselves. That's all the bitch saying, man. All right? Yeah. And I'm pretty much done with this discussion. I don't have nothing else to say about it. I could go on and on about the Colin Kaepernick situation and Nike and gym shoe culture and all of that. But I'll leave that for the other blogs and podcasters out here. So I'm out of here. So what I'm going to do is end this. Normally, I end it with Midwest music. I might play one Midwest song at the end. What I'm going to do is end this with a PBS clip about sneaker culture. One last clip just to give y'all some resources where y'all can definitely do some research about who really run the motherfucking gym shoe culture world. I thank y'all for listening. Every last one of his 300 pairs of children, though you might just call them sneakers. Since the 22-year-old Brooklyn College student began collecting vintage and new basketball shoes 10 years ago, he estimates he spent close to $50,000 on them, from $25 to $1,500 a pair. I'm into them because of the style, how they look, how they feel. I get stopped all the time about the different sneakers I wear. I won't get rid of any of them unless I really have to. When he buys sneakers secondhand, Wallen keeps the original box to preserve their history. Out of all of these shoes, how many would you say you actually wear? 10, 15 pairs. 10, 15 pairs out of more than 100 pairs yeah. of shoes. Mm -hmm. Unlike Wallen, 21-year-old Chris Vasquez, who's also from Brooklyn, keeps most of his more modest 100-pair sneaker collection stored away in his closet. I mean, if you just look at the way these sneakers look and the box that they came in, this is more than a shoe. It's art. So I think if you wore them, you'd kind of like, uh, you kind of destroy that. I mean, you wouldn't wear a painting, would you? No. Yeah. <laughs> if both Vasquez and Wallen, who consider themselves sneakerheads, needed any validation their collections are art, they need to look no further than this exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum. The story begins in the mid-1800s, when the tire company Goodyear invented the vulcanized rubber sole. The fact that we are in an exhibit dedicated to sneaker culture, what does that say about the industry and where it's headed? I mean, it's a double-edged sword. Gian De Leon is the deputy style editor at Complex Magazine, which covers urban fashion and hip-hop culture. This culture that was once for a certain group of insiders who were super passionate about it has become mainstream. In 1917, Converse introduced the first canvas top sneakers made just for basketball. The All-Star was later named after athlete Chuck Taylor. Fast forward to the 1980s, sneaker companies saw an emerging market in black and urban communities. Sneaker culture, hip-hop culture, streetwear... They're all part of this community that stems from, you know, hip-hop in the 80s. There was a distinct mode of dress that, you know, for a lot of minorities, like, 
These were our status symbols. Is it the shoes? Nothing brought more status than owning a pair of J's or Air Jordans created by Nike in the basketball icon's rookie season. De Leon believes this is when sneakerhead culture was born. It's like advertising was made to make us want these as luxurious items that represented, okay, I have enough to spend $200 on a shoe. You know, my house may not be as big as I want it to be, but I got them J's though. Sneaker sales in the U.S. today are $34 billion a year. Dozens of blogs and forums announce sneaker release dates and where to snag a coveted pair. De Leon points to high-end sneakers on display at the museum by designers such as Christian Louboutin, Jimmy Choo, and even Chanel. This 2009 collaboration sneaker between Louis Vuitton and Kanye West retailed for $960. This eBay seller is asking for $3,400 for her pair. It's a great feeling, but it's never over. Ty Wallen says he cares less about brand name recognition or price tags. Sneakers simply make him happy. He knows many people may not understand his pricey hobby, but he'll keep collecting sneakers for years to come, keeping a running wish list on his smartphone. Mubs got beats. Beats. Fucked up right now, bro. I lost my job. I want to get another one. I probably will, but damn, man. It's taken away from pursuing my dreams. I feel like I'm tired of this lifestyle, bro. Working for pennies when I know I'm worth more than this. We're worth more than this. Yeah. I gotta block out all distractions to make something happen. Or end up an internet thug. I'll talk with no action. I'm not too caught up in media. Too much comedy. Sometimes I need a laugh, but right now my people ain't smiling. G. My brother told me get on them beats and just beat them up. You got dreams to catch up to, homie. They leaving ya behind. I know that it's a lot on your mind And you don't like to vent to people So say it all in your rhyme Soon you can drop a mixtape At the drop of a dime But I need a feature So make sure you leave me a spot for some lines With both of us on it I know it'll be top of the line But this here is your moment Step in the spotlight and shine I was born for this Sometimes it's hard to see the light Whenever a storm is hit But I've weathered a storm before And if I have to, I weather the storm again I'm too strong to quit But not to admit when I feel weak, when I'm down, my mother told me this The hardest of times can lead to your greatest moment Greatest moment, Hey, When that time comes, you just gotta make sure you own it Hey, and I will I will Said I will I will I will I will I will Modalis Yay, yay, yay. She said it's all in your head. I thought long cause that was some dreadful thinking. Last time I broke a chick heart, Man. it was for no damn My reason. Bad. When hearts out here getting broke, cause they see their parents leave them. Brothers out here dying, feet in the street. Should they be committing treason? I take a different path. Man. I will <laughs> try to become a better leader. No more dollars, so no this. more. Cause in my mind, I want some change, a nigga getting uh, older. Cause where I'm from. 
These little niggas yeah. tried to catch the linger How I feel got mixed emotions Cause it's life a roller coaster yeah. One day I'm up, the next I'm down Life is filled with mixed emojis <laughs> Rob a thick with blurred lines But somehow I maintain my focus Wake and bake back on the grind Hope it do time these people notice G Hill, Frog Worm, Mobile Vision Focus, Poker Gang, it's invested Money made, now it's time to come and change the culture Cause mama <laughs> raised the money Hoarder, eat, eat beats, frog music But she's a certain blocks when I had my daughter What I served now the hardest of times can lead to your greatest moment. Greatest moment. Hey, when that time comes, you just gotta make sure you own it. Hey, and I will. I will. Said I will. I will. I will. I will. Mubs got beats.